Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years experience with classic, vintage sport and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsport, 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy superlatives, Batman! It's really exciting. Soon, very soon, Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theater screens. That's right, Robin. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most bataclysmic collection of super criminals ever. Their minimum objective must be the entire world. And here are the dastardly villains, the Catwoman. Oh, you're going to see the perfect crime when I get Batman in my claws. The Joker. Have you heard this one? It'll kill you, Batman. <laughs> The penguin. There are two eggs this wily bird is going to scramble. Batman and Robin. <laughs> the Riddler. Question. Who's going to make the feathers fly and knock Batman and Robin out of the sky? See, the new weapons in the bat arsenal combat the forces of evil. The Batcopter. The exploding man-eating shark. Holy sardine! The relentless Megaton Magnet. The unholy quartet secret submarine. Fire on! Fire on! The Batboat, in action. The deadly disintegrator. 
The attack on the Batcave. Holy hallucination! You'll blast through the skies on these mad, manned missiles. And you'll be with me, Robin, at the Bat Scanner, eavesdropping on Batman's romance. And you'll shudder at the death-dealing Polaris missiles. Brace yourself, Robin. This could be the end. And that's just a sample of the exciting exploits ahead in our first feature motion picture. Holy memoranda, folks. Make a note not to miss it. Good thinking, Robin. Excuse me, sir. Yes. It's the bat phone. To the bat balls. To the Batmobile. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. You're ready to move out. Hey, so I'm Dennis Cage from Mike, and that's Stacy David. Just you know, just like 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 Dennis, Sonic, hurry! Would you Sonic, hurry, Dennis? Sonic bombing this 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 <laughs> this, 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 this. I'm Dennis Cage from My Classic Car, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Car. No, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio that's and Car. That's what I said. Yes, that's, I said Nostalgic. Nostalgic Radio. Ra- you know, Stacy. I, yeah. you know, I don't know what to do. You can dress him up, but you can't take him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why not, man? You're paying this time. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Video Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tan, talk 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports, where you can find out all about us, and don't forget to check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, where you can listen to all our past shows. You know what, guys, gals, car fans, uh, motorcycle fanatics, we are bat fans, okay, yeah, we're on a Batman kick tonight, there's a reason for that, there's a reason for that, you know, every show has a theme, every show has a theme, but, uh, man, my, my train of thought went bad there for a second, but anyway, so, <laughs> how you doing tonight, Tommy? Oh, just wonderful, Robert. Yeah. Well, After we, the excitement of last hour, what are you kidding me? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so uh, we uh, there's a there's a bat thing going on. But at any rate, uh, we got this motorcycle thing going on. But I got a friend of mine sitting in the studio with me here. Ig, Ig, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, there we go. How you doing, Robert? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Now the reason we did the, the Batmobile thing is because over the weekend. IG and I decided to go to a car show down in Sarasota, the Devro Kaiser Show, right? Mm-hmm. And there was some pretty cool stuff down there. Now, IG is a little younger than me, so he remembers the second uh, wave of Batman and Batmobiles and, and Bat, Bat stuff. And, uh, but we were down there uh, checking out all the cars. But as a side note, we went over to a friend of mine's shop, and IG, what was in the garage? The original Batmobile. The original Batmobile from the 1966 TV show. Now, I went online because I had to kind of research this a little bit. So apparently there was the original Batmobile, which was made from the um, 1955 Lincoln Futura, 
for which I, you know I did not know that the car was actually built in Italy. Oh, of all places. Yeah, yeah, Italiano, eh? And see, you're Italian. Certo, certo. See, see, see. And it was built by an Italian uh, car designer over there. And that part I can't remember who it was. And I'm sure Alan is probably listening, and Alan will probably text me, right, Alan? And uh, Alan's still in rehab, so one of these days we'll have to. Well, you know, we have an anniversary show coming up, a nine-year anniversary show that's coming up. I mean, ten, uh, let's see, what was it? May 10th, no, May 13th, 2010 was our very first show. That was on a Thursday at seven o'clock. And uh, so I think uh, whatever date that is, let me see that. I think we are on. I got to make this computer work here. Uh, on the 14th, so the 13th will be a Monday this time, and the 14th will be our 10-year, no, our nine-year anniversary show. So I haven't figured out who, what, who, what, where, and when, but it's going to be a surprise. And uh, but anyway, so um, da, 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 da. we were down there, and I was researching this because we saw the Batmobile, and a gentleman. That was here's other. You know, it's it's amazing when you start hearing the stories on on people's lives and how they get kind of attached to a certain car and why they collect a certain car. But this gentleman was a child back in the day, so that means he's probably my age. And in the '60s, he was in Miami, and the car was on tour. Now they made the original Futura, but off that car they made four that we know of fiberglass replicas for different scenes in the movie. And the one we saw the other day, was the one that was used that has lights and horns and was driven like when they pulled up in front of Gotham uh, City Hall and things of that nature. So that particular car was owned by a gentleman who was a physician in uh, Sarasota, and it is the only car that he owns. And he's not a car collector, not a car connoisseur or anything of that nature, but he's a Bat fan, I mean a Batman fan. So therefore, he says, since I've got to collect Batmobile stuff, or Batman stuff, I'm going to have the original Batmobile, because I saw this car when I was 10 years old, and I said back then that someday I'm going to own that car. Good so, for him. Yeah, so we have a phone call. Let me guess, it's probably Alan. Alan? Yay, what's going on, Robert? Okay, so how you doing? How's your arm? Uh, it's better now. I can, like, wave at people. You can wave you at know? people, okay. Yeah, and summon them, and, you know, and stuff like that, and... Hey, I got a treat for you. You know who might be coming on the show here in the next, I don't know, you know, maybe three, four months or something like that? Or sooner? Joe Turner? No, no. Uh, Peter Egan. Oh, really? Yeah, so you'll have to sit in on that show because... Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. You can carry that one. Oh, yeah, because um, I've read everything he's written, at least in Road and Track. That's right. A lot of stuff in motorcycle, you know, cycle world, of course, you know. Well, say yeah, hello. Um, say hello to IG. IG's a pharmacist friend of mine. He's also a car guy. Hey, semi guy. How you doing? Good, so, Alan. How you doing? So oh, I'm pretty good. Just watching the thing on the video thing because I have nothing to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up with your arm? What happened? Oh, I fell down while I was walking. You know, oh, nothing okay. exotic. You know, I didn't. I didn't crash while I was running an enduro bike or something like that through traffic <laughs> on on the front wheel. No, I had to fall down while I was walking. Well, we're going to hook so, you up with IG because he's a pharmacist and he's in the holistic medicine, so we're going to get you straightened out. Okay. Absolutely. Well, it's already knitted together. It's so. knitted. Well, there's other things. Now you have to get on a diet besides your uh, exercise routine. Oh, yeah. Just eat better food and have less tonnage. Right. But, now, you're yeah, going Anyway, wasn't, wasn't that a Gia car, the Futura? Well, that's what I was thinking it was. I couldn't remember there because it, it might have... Gia did everything for the American manufacturers anyway, and two, it looks like the Ferrari 410. Somewhat. Yes, it does. It does have a little bit of that. Yeah, if you think about it. And, um, 
Well, the original car was done in supposedly aluminum, but then I read it was metal, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, it was used in the Debbie Reynolds movie. It was in 1959. What was the name of that movie, Alan, since you're the uh, historian? The, uh, uh, do I sound like Siskel and Ebert? I don't know. <laughs> 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 but, but anyhow, um, then... Um, the, the four, okay, what I read, you know what? You get an old book that's printed a long time ago and they have history in it. It's not revisionist history, okay? And the early, early book I have talking about the four reproductions they built at Barris, they used a 66 Thunderbird, so they had the FE motor in them, and not the Lincoln motor, like the 368 or whatever it was back in 55. Well, now here, I'll tell you what, and, and I know we, we always debate things, but according to the, there's an actual website, okay, and according to the website, it's a 66 Galaxy, okay, with, okay. with whatever motor, but they said that of the three or four replicas that they built for the TV show back in the day, which were fiberglass moles pulled off the original car, one was originally a manual transmission car. How about that one for trivia? <laughs> I would have never known that, and I can't I imagine know, uh, why. I didn't ever know um, Bruce Bruce Water was his name. One could have just a four speed. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Wayne. That's it. I didn't watch the show very much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and so um, yeah, but um, also you know the fake the fake rocket exhaust on the back, the jet exhaust with the flames that come out. Yeah. You know what that was? No. It was made out of a five gallon thinner can. I knew the guy that put it in. Was that you Dan, know, Dan, Dan? Dan Dempsey. Yeah, Dan did that. He did that. Yeah. Yeah, because I talked to him a lot, open my mouth, say something, and shut up and learn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but, like I say, this old magazine article I have says they used 66 Thunderbirds, that had, you know, the 428 Q-code cars, to make the replicas. But mm. that's, that's, you know, who knows? One thing changes, you know, things change over time. It could be wrong in the beginning, and someone figures it out, or the other way around. Okay. You know? Well, Alan, I'm going to let you go because we got a queue okay, up here. Yeah. And uh, but thanks okay. for calling in. And then okay, so I'll always, be looking at you. So uh, you'll be looking. So I'll just leave kind of like this, you know, like which I wave at people once in a while. You know, I do this. Okay, yeah, comb your hair. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there, Alan. <laughs> All right, Tommy. I think you got something uh, now. Here, this next song is by Tony Joe White, and I've always liked Tony Joe White, and he's kind of like uh, known for he's a swamp rock king. He did a song, he did two songs that were very well known. One was Rainy Nights in Georgia, and the other one is Poke Salad Annie. But since you're a pharmacist and since you're into health food, I've got this song for you, and it's called, it's titled The Organic Shuffle. So this goes out to you, uh, IG. Hey, you're tuning right. in to Nostalgia Green and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back. I was feeling rough, aching in my bones And I felt the head cold coming on I was tired of doctors, couldn't take no more Headed down to a health food store
five looking for sprouts And all of a sudden he just let it out His feet was making this little rustle Then he hit into the organic shuffle Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years experience with classic, vintage sport and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsport, 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, 
Call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Okay, we're back, and uh, that's a whole lot of Batman going on here right now. All right, so uh, so IG and I were down there at the Deborah Kaiser show on uh, was that Sunday? Sunday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah. Now Saturday, what we did is we decided to mosey on up to uh, the uh, it's a truck show and it was up at I seventy five Chrome Shop. Yeah, in Wildwood. In Wildwood, but on the way up there, what did we do? We were chasing snakes. <laughs> Essentially, that's a short version of it. we actually went junkyarding. Yeah, hey, that's a great hobby, Robert. It's a great hobby. It's a great hobby. So tell us that uh, you know, since you're a truck guy, you're a semi guy. In the big truck. So tell us uh, a little bit about the uh, 75 Chrome Shop show and what that is, actually. We've got a minute or two. Actually, you've got trucks that come from all over. When I say all over, even from other countries that come for this show. It happens once a year for three days in Wildwood. And these trucks, Robert, they're like a work of art. I mean, these guys, when they go ahead and they put these trucks together, they come down and they, they take care of every little minute detail all the way down to pinstriping and just underneath the frame, places you can't see, the lights, the, the horns. It's just incredible. Mechanicals, tires, wheels, lights, like you said, everything. Everything, absolutely. Uh, okay, and there was one guy there that you and I talked to for a while had a marmon. Yeah, there were t- actually two guys there that had marmons. And the unique thing about that marmon is that truck was specific to the driver. They would go ahead and they would take the measurements of the driver and actually customize that truck and make it specifically for him and however he had expect and based on his actual size and dimensions. Well, Marmons have a history, so they're kind of evolved out of the automobile world, and Absolutely. then they built trucks, and mm-hmm. then they built military trucks, and then yep. they ceased building cars, and then they, they built a race car, too, 1912 mm-hmm. or 1911. They built a race car. Yeah. They started in 1902. <laughs> right. And uh, so, all right, so some of the other trucks there, so they, and then what, what do they do there? So they, they, they tour around at night, they, they, they went into Leesburg, there was a... You know, tr- you know, it's funny you say that, Robert. I mean, there's very few places that you can go where you can actually have big, enormous vehicles like that and go on the road with a police escort, have a permit, and drive from the I-75 Chrome Shop into the city of Leesburg with that escort and come back, complete with all the sounds, the lights, everything, and you just see a a wall of semi-trucks like you've never seen going down the road. You know what I forgot? I forgot the clip, Breaker Breaker 1-9 Convoy. <laughs> okay, that would have been perfect. We'll have to think about that. And um, But at any rate, okay, so, and then on uh, Saturday night, the night we were there, they actually do, everybody stands around, and they look at the vehicles, and they start them, and they fire them up, and then they have a light show. Light right? show, exactly, exactly. And it's a family affair. Very much. Everything from the light show for the trucks to the, the just all the way down to the food. That's right. The food and the milkshakes and the malts. Yeah, don't forget the malts. That's most important now. Okay, cool. So we're definitely going to have to check that out next year because it's an annual event. Absolutely. And by then you'll have your semi, so. I hope to. Absolutely. I'll have mine in there. That's right. Hey, Tommy, guess what? I think we're going to call, we're going to fire up that stereo. And uh, that means two speakers, kind of flink thing. 
And then we're going to go to a clip, but we're going to get our guests on the line here. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And we got a little Tom T. Hall for you. Don't you understand? His eyes were sharp as razor blades. His face was leather tanned. His toes were pointed inward from a hanging on a horse. He was an old philosopher, of course. He was so thin, I swear you could have used him for a whip. He had to drink a beer to keep his britches on his hips. I knew I had to ask him about the mysteries of life. He spit between his boots and he replied, It's faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, more money. Covered with tobacco stains He said it don't do men no good To pray for peace and rain Peace and rain is just a way To save prosperity And buffalo chips is all it means to me I told him I was a poet I was looking for the truth I do not care for horses Whiskey women for the loot I said I was a writer My soul was all on fire He looked at me and he said You are a liar Son, it's faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, and more money. Well, I was disillusioned, if I say the least. I grabbed him by the collar and I jerked him to his feet. There was something cold and shiny laying by my head. So I started to believe the things he said. Well, my poet days are over and I'm back to be me. He only ever wanted one thing. To be the fastest. And there's only one place in the world where you can prove it. Bonneville, USA. Aren't you scared you'll kill yourself if you crash? Welcome to the United States. This is the place where big things happen. Hey, baby, I'll take you around the world. I've just come from halfway around the world. You English? I'm just now from New Zealand. Where? Welcome to Hollyweird. I can't believe it. I mean, I'm here. What exactly do you intend to do here in the United States? I'll set a land speed record. That's what we're here for. Surgery machine is not safe. Suspension is right out of the 1920s. What is this? It's a cork from a brandy bottle. <laughs> the front forks you go in any time. You got no fire extinguisher, no safety chute. You're too old. Bollocks. Just can't run. From the director of 13 Days and the Recruit. I'm sorry, Bert. Starring Academy Award winner Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Bert Monroe's not ready to finish yet, I'll tell you that, mate. He's leaving a mine! That is the most determined man I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Dad doesn't think he can do it. He says everyone thinks that, except me. Holy smoke. Based on one hell of a true story. Ever since I was a lad, I've been interested in things that go fast. The world 
fastest Indian. You know how fast you're going back there? Yeah, about uh, 150, 160 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. This is the annoying Jay Leno, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Well, we are back, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is a serious, a very serious motorcycle collector and motorcycle tour. As a matter of fact, he's on his way to Monterey, California, to the Quail Motorcycle Gathering. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening Jack Wells. Jack, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing real good, Robert. Thank you for having me. Well, finally, I'm really, really thrilled. And uh, now I played the clip there. And uh, I, did you know Burt Monroe? I have never met Burt Monroe, but I've been to his uh, museums uh, down in New Zealand and uh, seen his bikes there in the uh, Hammer Hardware Store and the uh, uh, Motorcycle Mecca Museum and also the uh, their uh, industrial museum that they have there in Invercargill. Okay, so basically, you have traveled the world uh, yeah, on a quest for motorcycle. You're working on it. Okay, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now you're where? Somewhere in New Mexico? Actually, yes, we're in uh, Grants, New Mexico, and we drove here from Lake City, Florida, 33 hours, and uh, are going to try and get a nap this evening. And we drove nonstop over and. Uh, had uh, pretty good weather and uh, minor little delay uh, back there with a the, with the truck, just checking things out with the lights. But uh, other than that, everything's working fine, and we are uh, hope to make it up to uh, Monterey uh, either tomorrow night or the following morning. Okay, well, you got Chris uh, Alley with you, right? He's another serious car collector from uh, Florida, yeah, right? Yes, that's true. Chris Alley is with me. He's a very, very good friend. He's a wonderful, fantastic mechanic, and he's also... Uh, bringing his uh, great uh, dual sport bike, a Husqvarna. Okay. Now, uh, I just uh, f- uh, just to mention, Marina had just called a few minutes ago, and typically we always do a special because next week is the writing in the history. So Marina was involved with that, and obviously her husband Chris. So just say hi right. to you, uh, Chris, and a big shout out to uh, Marina if she's listening. And uh, I certainly will. So mm-hmm. tell us, give us a little background on yourself. Who is Jack Wells, the mystery man with the <laughs> mega well, motorcycle collection? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I was a uh, very fortunate man who have a wonderful wife for 50 years who told me, no, I couldn't buy almost any motorcycle that I wanted. And I used to swear that her dad was Dr. No on James Bond. <laughs> but because anyway, I wouldn't want to buy a bike, she'd say no. But then uh, later on in our 50 years, she decided and realized that uh, I was doing the right thing. And uh, we collected uh, over 100 motorcycles, and uh, I think we're trying to unwind a little bit now. I did lose my wife about three years ago to ovarian cancer, but uh, she was a great girl and uh, really put up with me a lot. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're traveling around now. I've brought a rough superior out here for the quail. A uh, nice uh, 1938 1150 with a Alpine Grand Sport petrol tube sidecar on it with a cruiser body, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful bike, and it's been uh, winning shows ever since I brought it over from Australia. 
And uh, I have brought bikes from Australia and from Germany and uh, England and uh, things like that to the States. And, of course, I have a lot of wonderful friends in the States and good acquaintances that I've bought bikes from as well. But uh, let's see, I uh, made my living and made it possible to buy some of these bikes for flying for a living. I, I flew for American Airlines for 34 and a half years, several other uh, smaller airlines after I got out of the Navy. And uh, anyway, uh, we uh, had a good life and I retired to, uh, to down to Florida and I keep my, uh, keep my motorcycles in my aircraft hangar. Uh, on an air park there, and uh, have a have a really a nice time and enjoy it very much. And I enjoy people uh, seeing it and enjoying it also. Well, now you uh, on the Bro Superior, the one that you have with you right now, that's a very unique motorcycle. There's a connection there with Lawrence of Arabia. Why don't you share that story? Well, okay, I can. In the Bro Superior brand, if you will, they made a number of different models. And uh, T.E. Lawrence, or Colonel Lawrence, and uh, also known as uh, Lawrence of Arabia, uh, owned seven uh, Bruff Superior SS-100s, and in fact was killed on his seventh one, and he did have an eighth one on the order uh, that he never, of course, was able to pick up. Uh, his uh, his military career in uh, World War One and... Uh, in England, and uh, then his great desire and love of riding excellent motorcycles that were custom-built for the customer uh, by George Bruff uh, and his father. They, they He really loved that, and uh, he was probably instrumental, one of the instrumental things in making Bruff Superior uh, such a, a pinnacle motorcycle, as well as the fact that uh, George Bruff uh, often used the term that the Bruff Superior was the Rolls-Royce of motorcycles. And uh, let's see, uh, the Rolls-Royce folks started to take exception to that. However, uh, George invited them over to see the shop, and uh, they accepted. And before they got there, he had all the workers in white coats and white gloves, and everything was spit and polished. And, and when they came in and saw how clean everything was and what a great job he was doing and how neat the bikes were, they authorized him to go ahead and continue calling the Bruff Superior the Rolls-Royce of motorcycles. Very fascinating story, very fascinating story. Is there a a connection there with Lawrence of Arabia and helmets? Was there something safety-oriented that took place? Uh, You know, as I understand it, he wore a puddin'-bolt helmet, but uh, I don't know if he had one on the uh, evening he crashed, but um, I'm sure he he thought they were uh, better to have a helmet than to not have it, that's for sure. Okay. But uh, that many people rode without helmets in those days in the 30s and stuff, so so, uh, he was was probably instrumental in in starting use of the helmet. People saw that and, and thought it was a good idea as well. When you were younger, when you were a kid, did you have a yep. fascination with motorcycles or cars or what? <laughs> I had a fascination that had, with anything that had wheels on it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> from uh, you know soapboxes and and uh, different uh, old wagons and things that I would make to roll down a bit the hills in our neighborhood. And uh, then when I was twelve years old, I, I uh, clandestinely purchased a Cushman motor scooter. Uh, down in Tybee Island, Georgia, 
and it happened to be an old ice cream uh, delivery uh, scooter, a tricycle, with a box on the front, and uh, it was old, so there was no lid on it. But it worked out quite well because I'd always bring my buddies with me, and uh, they could sit up in the box, and I'd drive the scooter, and then when we get stuck in the sand, they were there to help me push it out. <laughs> so that worked. So are you from the South then, or whereabouts are you from originally? I am. I'm born in New York. Okay. I was. I was raised in in New Jersey. However, my mother's family was from Savannah and Tybee Island, and I used to go down there as a younger child before I started, you know, working at fourteen or fifteen at at jobs. Uh, I used to go down there every summer and spend the summer. So uh, I I consider myself, you know, exposed to the South, and I enjoy that heritage and as well. Okay. Now the the bro superior. Did I pronounce that right? Did I say bro? Uh, no. Bro, no. Bruff. Bruff. Bruff superior. Right. Like rough and enough and tough. Okay. And small. Okay. Bruff, right. All mm-hmm. right. So the bruff yep. superior that you have right now, and you were at Boca here recently, a couple months back, and that is correct. I saw the interview with you and Jay. So okay. which particular motorcycle did you have? This exact one, or did you have another one? No, I had my SS100 there this year, okay. uh, and uh, I was very fortunate to uh, receive uh, several nice trophies, uh, best in class, and also uh, Jay awarded me again the Big Dog Award, which uh, he had awarded this sidecar uh, several years ago at Boca, uh, the Big Dog Award as well. Okay. Well, now you're heading out to uh, Gordon McCall's Quail... <laughs> Motorcycle Gathering, which is probably one of the premier events in the, on the West Coast. And mm-hmm. are you going to be back in time for writing in history, or are you going to be out there the whole time? No, I'm going to be back in time for writing in history somehow. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> we, we intend to uh, attend the festivities, you know, do the show on Saturday and, and uh, enjoy the, everything, and then we're uh, going to do the dinner Saturday evening. And Sunday morning, we are uh, turning uh, eastbound. Um, I've uh, got myself a little, a little extra thing. I like a full plate, you know. So uh, <laughs> I, I wound, I wound up buying a uh, an, an Austin Gypsy, which is a kind of a, a second class type uh, Land Rover behind Land Rovers, small Jeep, and it happens to be in Fallon, Nevada. So we're going to drive over there to Fallon on Sunday and uh, load the vehicle in with the Bruff and the uh, and the uh, uh, Husqvarna in there we're going and then we're going to head off to the uh, you know to Florida and uh, we'll probably do a pretty close to a non-stop we may stop one evening but uh, if I can get out of there on Monday sometime uh, I'm pretty feel pretty certain I'll be back there you know Thursday to uh, you know unload my bikes and then get on over to St. Augustine for riding into history where I've already had a sidecar delivered over there to uh, uh, take the uh, Grand Marshalette uh, around, our, our meter maid uh, Grand Marshal this year. She's a wonderful lady of about 94, I understand, and uh, she's still riding occasionally and and so I'm very happy that my sidecar is going to be able to take her around and I've asked my good friend Jim Allen to to ride it. He took it over there for me, and I I feel what the heck it would be nice if he could ride her around. If I if I don't make it, he's going to do that. And uh, if I do, I'll still enjoy seeing him uh, ride her around and get the you know get the kick out of that. 
Super, super. Now, have you been to the quail before? I would imagine you have. Actually, you know, I have not. Really? I've, uh, I really have not. I, I, as you may know, I, I have a very going schedule, crazy right. schedule, and and uh, when uh, a summer hooker and uh, several other people invited me to come out, John Landstrom, uh, Scott Dell, uh, they, they, these are people that have been here before, and, and uh, they. They, you have to be invited. I understand to come mm-hmm. out. So, at any rate, I uh, was very excited about that and very happy to receive an invitation. But uh, as you know, it was right in the middle of uh, the uh, uh, various. Day. I, I was up at Ole, Pennsylvania, last weekend, and uh, came down uh, uh, to Florida on. Uh, let's see. I guess I left Saturday morning. Arrived at 2 a.m. Sunday morning in, in Lake City. Uh, got a quick nap and then got everything ready on Sunday afternoon. And Chris came over uh, Sunday evening, and we rolled out at 6 o'clock Monday morning to get out here. So uh, well, there's not a lot of moss growing on our feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bruff Superior is one of the feature marks out there at the quail this year, right? I, I understand that is correct. It's the featured mark for, uh, for uh, I guess, uh, the road bikes and uh, and uh, the uh, um, the Oscar Varna is one of the featured marks for the uh, dual sport bikes and motocross bikes. Now Chris has the uh, the Husky and yep. Husqvarna, and I I don't remember. Did he? I did he, I believe he had that at uh, Boca. Is Chris sitting there he next did. to you? Yes, he is. He okay. had a bike at Boca too, didn't you? Yes, he did. Okay, yep. and uh, and it, I believe he won an award there as well. He most certainly did. And he most certainly. And one another very interesting thing about that husky is the fact that Malcolm Smith signed that tank on that bike many years ago, and uh, we're hoping that Malcolm could possibly sign it again this year for him. So, you know? for for our listeners, tell everybody who Malcolm Smith is. Malcolm Smith is a, a longtime uh, uh, motorcycle. Uh, racer and, and make maintenance and stuff like that. He's uh, very famous for you know his off-road things, a dual sport, uh, I guess, and, and uh, not really in the things that I uh, have done a lot. But uh, I've met him before, and I uh, know him uh, a little bit. But uh, lots of the other folks know him a lot better from his from their involvement with motor with motors across stuff. And he was a big husky race group. He he raced yes, husky that's true. works bikes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep, yep. Well, now tell yep. us about some of the other bikes that you have in your collection because you've got, well, wait a minute. Besides motorcycles, don't you have other really cool stuff? I know you have some airplanes. <laughs> and wait a minute, aren't there some military vehicles in there, transport vehicles? And... Yeah, yeah. I see. I have several airplanes. I have a sport, uh, an acrobatic airplane, the Vans RV8. And I'm building another one called a, a Preceptor Stole King which is a short takeoff and land airplane, and uh, sold recently my Navion, which was a four-place uh, cruising airplane, and, and a little Russian military jet that I uh, acquired through eBay one, one evening. And, <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, we had a lot of fun with it, but uh, it was uh, going through gasoline at 200 gallons an hour, and uh, all jet fuel is pretty expensive these days, so we sent it off to a museum. But, uh, yeah, I have a, a number of English bikes. I've uh, gone through a cu- about uh, three or four Vincents over the years, and I have a, a, a Rapide that we're uh, 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 putting together now. A good friend of mine, Scott Dell, who's 
be out there as well. Uh, help me. Has uh, been helping me get it together and sourcing uh, new fasteners and, and lots of things. We're painting it. So it'll be uh, up and running very shortly, I hope. And I have other English bikes, uh, uh, square fours and uh, aerials and uh, red hunters, uh, sunbeams, uh, uh, BSAs, 30 sloper, and uh, aerial lion. Uh, so, and a lot of, a uh, couple of motor guzzies, uh, Nira cars, Nimbus, uh, uh, lots of BMWs, uh, twins, pre-war and, and post-war, and a lot of, I have almost all the BMW singles uh, from uh, 1931 on through 1967 when the last R27s were made. Do you have a sax or a pooch? I don't have a uh, pook, but I have something that's got to be related to that, I believe. That I have several DKWs. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I have a, you know, I have a uh, SB500A, which is a lovely bike, and uh, a nice 500, one of the very first bikes to be with electric start. And uh, I have an old Adler, and I have an old DKW. Those are in the restoration line up there, but <laughs> we'll see how we do on that. And uh, I've also gotten into, like you said, cars. I have several Isettas. Uh, one, a little uh, sliding window coupe uh, cabriolet. It's a convertible. One of 1,500 made out of the 165,000 that they made. <laughs> and uh, the uh, and that's, a, that's finishing up restoration. And uh, let's see, I've got several military Jeeps and... Uh, have a 40 Ford uh, coupe, and uh, I, I, I've got a big hanger. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like. Do you have a Messerschmitt, the car, obviously? Do you have one of those? No, I don't. I don't. I've, I've, never, I've never just come across them, and the reason I wound up with the Isettas was they were single-cylinder, and I felt that they fit into my motorcycle collection, mm -hmm. being a BMW single, a little 300cc single, uh, and as got into those. But I just I just never ran across a Messerschmitt while I was, uh, uh, you know, out, out hunting around for anything. And uh, they're a great little car, but I've never owned one. Tell us about the uh, Motorcycle Foundation you're involved with. Well, uh, I've been involved with a, a number of motorcycle foundations, but uh, we, uh, we're we presently through writing into history. Uh, we do uh, our, our charity work is for Canines for Warriors, uh, which is uh, based there in Jacksonville. And uh, I've done a lot of things with other, uh, you know, groups at, at, at different uh, venues uh, down at Dania Beach for the for the, uh, uh, I think that was a Boys and Girls Club down there. Boca, Boca has a Boys and Girls Club uh, charity, and uh, Hilton Head has a great charity, too, up there. And I try to attend a lot of the, the uh, meets that, that have charities because I feel that, uh, that uh, people coming out and giving to those things are uh, doing a, a really nice service, you know, for, for, for folks that need, it, need the assistance or, uh, you know, we can help our, get our kids more educated about cars or motorcycles and, and just, you know, getting into the good things of life. Okay, good. The uh, one other motorcycle I remember now, I'm thinking of you because I'm in it like European bikes too, uh, Tsundops okay. and. Do you know, I have, I well, I've had two of them. I had a, a 601 EL, which was a very uh, rare 
uh, model of the 601. There was, I think it was 84 were sent to this country and uh, to compete kind of with the uh, uh, BMW, uh, you know, 600 uh, slash 2 and uh, and maybe before just a straight R60 slash 2. And uh, at any rate, uh, that one has been sold, but I do still have a KS750 uh, military sidecar rig Oh. which is a, a dual-wheel drive, and it uh, has a, a, a pintle hook to pull a ammo cart, and, <laughs> uh, and it has a machine gun, an MG-34. Uh, you know, it's been deactivated up on the, uh, up on the uh, bar across the, the sidecar so that the passenger can operate this machine gun if necessary. Okay. And uh, I have also a BMW R75, uh, same type of thing, and I pull, I pull a, uh, a a demilitarized Pac-112 uh, field artillery piece with that. But uh, I can I can shoot blanks with that cannon, and that's how we do it for uh, shows, air shows, where, where the presentation of the colors, and uh, I have a good time doing that. How about a NSU-powered Munch? Well, some people call it Munch, but it's Munch. Oh, oh yeah, Munch, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I, I learned about Munches from a good friend of mine, unfortunately deceased now, Perry Bouchong, down in Fort Worth BMW, and uh, and uh, he he had several Munches there. In fact, he used to uh, do work and assist Friedel Munch in tuning his oh. his Munches. And Friedel, of course, was the uh, man who put that bike together and uh, the numbers the the rare numbers of which i don't know the exact amount of them or number of them that were uh, put out or produced but uh, they're they're really an incredible uh, bike and i can remember perry said you could take a handful of dimes and throw at that bike's engines and none of them would get through everything was so <laughs> packed so tight you know it was really and it was quite a machine quite a going machine wow and uh yeah. So, well, uh, Jack, we are about up against the clock, so uh, what I'm going to do is I want to say thank you for coming on the show this evening. I want you to have a safe trip out there and enjoy uh, Gordon McCall's Quail Motorcycle Gathering because it's an amazing event. I go to his Monterey show where they have the cars, and yes. uh, Gordon and the rest of the team out there do a spectacular job. The, the Quail Lodge, the whole venue out there is absolutely yeah. spectacular. I didn't get a chance to go to the motorcycle one, but again, thank you very yeah. much. Say hi to Chris for me. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it, and I'm honored and looking forward to, really looking forward to get, getting there and seeing all the fantastic uh, uh, bikes that will be there and meeting some uh, nice new people, which I may not otherwise see uh, back east, you know. But I thank you very much for having me on. Excellent. And then we'll see you next week up in uh, St. Augustine at the Writing in the History. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you have a good time and a good week ahead, okay? Okay. Thanks, have a safe trip. Thank you so Th- much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank my uh, special guest, uh, Jack Wells, for coming on. I mean, this guy's the quintessential collector. What do you think, uh, IG? I'm sitting here amazed, just you know, listening to him. I could actually sit here most of the night listening to more of the stories he was talking about. Well, now, you know, we didn't really get into his age, and I'm not exactly how, how old he is, but I'm going to say he's definitely in the 70s. But a guy like that to collect those kind of bikes and, and the traveling that he does, if you just could just tell by his schedule, Absolutely. he's here, he's there. I mean, now he's on his way to California, and he's going to be back in Florida for next weekend. That is inspirational to guys like us. 
Absolutely. You know, so uh, we got somebody on the line there? Nope. Okay, I saw the phone line up and anything like that, but we got a minute or two left. So, uh, but IG, thank you for hanging out with us here a few minutes. Thank you for inviting me, Robert. And, uh, you know, we'll have to do this again. And uh, Alan called in and we'll talk about cars, boats, motorcycles. And, you know, it is nostalgic between cars, the most where you can hear the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. But they could be motorcycles, again, cars, they could be boats, it could be all kinds of cool stuff. So this weekend, what's going on? It's time for the FLA Car Show Minute, Florida Car Show Minute. This weekend, what we got going on? Well, Sumter County Fairgrounds for all the swap meet junkies. You know, I'll probably be up there. That's Sunday, okay? That's the May, 1st of May, or first Sunday of each month. And May will be the second to the last because in June is going to be the last one before the summer. We've got the Reeves Cars and Coffee this Sunday. Saturday. Saturday, yeah, Reeves Cars and Coffee, Saturday morning. Don't forget, hey, great coffee and beignets, guys. A lot of car shop there. That's mm-hmm. Get there at 7 o'clock. You'll be there, right, IG? Oh, absolutely. I'll be there, okay. Writing in the history. Google, writing in the history. Next weekend in, in St. Augustine. Amazing car collector show. So, wow, we got 758, 751, 5851, 52, 50. Hey, look. You know what? I want to see some of you guys at some of the car shows. I, obviously, you and I had a good time. I think we'll probably, have, we'll probably have to go junkyarding again sometime. That was, and we did see a snake. We did see a snake. We were walking through there, and we were shuffling our feet. We were doing the organic shuffle, right? That's right, the organic you know, shuffle. We were doing the organic shuffle. And uh, there was a, I'm not sure what it was. All I know, it was long, it was big, and it, was, and it made a lot of noise. But it, it, it was, it was there. It was there, yeah. Anyway, hey, in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully. See you at some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Take care. WDCF, Dave City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. The Russia Press.